From the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California, this is Anchor LA. It's Monday, the 25th of September, 2017. One woman was killed and seven other people were hurt after 25-year-old Emmanuel Cadega Sampson opened fire at a Tennessee church on Sunday. He is thought to have brought at least two pistols and a mask to the Burnett Chapel Church of Christ in Antioch, Tennessee, just southeast of Nashville. An usher at the church, Robert Engel, confronted the gunman at one point and was injured by a blow to the head, but still made it out to his own car, where he retrieved his own gun and held the gunman in check until the police arrived. Sadly, one woman was killed in the attack, and of the others injured, one is reportedly a pastor at the church. It's unclear at this time of the motive for the attack, but the FBI has confirmed that it's launched a civil rights investigation into the shooting. Grocery chain Aldi now accepts all forms of contactless NFC payment, including Apple Pay and Android Pay. According to a statement released late last week, Aldi will offer the new payment option at all of its U.S. stores. Aldi stated they are continually innovating to provide their customers with a faster, more efficient shopping experience that saves them time and money. If you are new to these contactless payments, just use your tap-to-pay bank card, smartphone, or other wearable device on a payment terminal to pay. In addition to the new payment option, Aldi is also offering delivery through Instacart at select stores. Aldi is initially launching the service in Atlanta, Dallas, and Los Angeles with the potential for future expansion. The Aldi grocery chain operates nearly 1,700 U.S. stores in 35 states. A mountain is a natural elevation of the Earth's surface, rising more or less abruptly to a summit, and attaining an altitude greater than that of a hill, usually greater than 2,000 feet. So anything less than that would be a hill, right? Well, nestled in the heart of eastern Oklahoma's green country is Cavanaugh Hill. Rising to an elevation of 1,999 feet, the so-called world's highest hill overlooks the Arkansas River Valley and the town of Poto, Oklahoma. However, much to the disappointment of the local tourism board, the actual summit elevation is 2,385 feet above sea level. The difference in elevation between the summit and the nearby Poto River, however, is 1,960 feet. Rumor has it a prominent leader of the local Poto City Council measured the mountain using the top of the Lafleur County Courthouse as the starting point. Cavanaugh Hill was a notable landmark for French explorers who traveled the area in the 18th century and gave the landmark its name. An Oklahoma historian wrote that Cavanaugh is a corruption of the French word Cavanaugh, meaning cavernous. The English botanist Thomas Nuttall studied plant life on Cavanaugh Hill, or rather Cavanaugh Mountain, in 1819 and learned about other natural wonders from local French trappers and Indians who were living there as well. Cavanaugh Hill is now the site of mountain bike races and the Cavanaugh Hill Killer 5-Mile Walk. Visitors can enjoy picturesque views of the Poto River Valley, nearby Oklahoma Peak, Sugarloaf Mountain, and on a clear day, Mount Magazine, about 90 miles away in the neighboring state of Arkansas.
Recently, we discussed fruit in the life of the Christian and how it's necessary as a byproduct in the life of the believer, but doesn't in and of itself save. So what is this fruit that John 15 describes and how do we bear it? Well, Ephesians 2 explains that the fruit is the good works that Jesus has prepared in advance for us to do. But how do we bear or produce these good works? Well, first of all, we must embrace our inability to bear fruit and affirm his sufficiency to do just that. This may seem confusing, especially when we realize that an evidence of salvation is in fact bearing fruit. But it means that our job isn't to bear fruit in and of ourselves, not of our own merit, but rather to abide in Christ, the creator of fruit, like John 15 says, because apart from him, we can do nothing. Abiding in Christ is not passive. We must seek him always, strive to cling to him, because we are devoted wholly to Christ and to our relationship with and our love for him. 1 John 5 expounds, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. So are we abiding in him, and if so, how? Well, one way is God's word. We must read the word of God fervently, find out what distracts us from affections for Christ and what robs time with our Savior. Psalm 119 reminds us that God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, and it guides us, it prunes us. We must die to ourselves, our own wants and desires, and submit to God's pruning back anything that is superfluous, anything that keeps us from bearing fruit. And that's why the analogy of the vine is so perfect for this concept. That's exactly what the vine dresser does in the vineyards in order to ensure the health and the fruitfulness of the grapevine branches. Now this pruning can come through suffering and trials in our lives and also comes through scripture, which 2 Timothy 3 reminds us is inspired by God and profitable for teaching and for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. As followers of Christ, we must abide in Christ, always be in his word, and praying that the fruit that he has prepared for us is produced by him through us in our lives. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide, the darkness Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to certain topics we cover in the podcast. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app for Android and iPhone with input or suggestions for the show. We'd always love to hear from you until next time. From Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.